looking at their guns Tell us, General, is it party time? If it is, can we all come? Don't think that we don't know Don't think that we're not trying Don't think we move too slow it's noise after crying, <laughs> saying it's a mistake. I can't hear it. You can't hear it at all? Oh, there we go. I think it's because the music is blasting. Oh. That was loud. That was loud, yeah. That was hot. Yeah. It's all right. That was a good tune. It's a great song. It fits the theme of our show. Well, was going to be the theme of our show. Oh, it is. It but still, still is. is. Yeah. I fucking uh, hate my fucking headphones. Are you still trying to fix the uh, the dual it action? Socks. It sucks. I can tell. I can tell. Devin's finally decided he's gonna fucking get me some new headphones. Oh, good. I'm happy. Jesus Christ. How am I supposed to work here, Dave? I don't know, man. These I are just, my tools. Yeah, I know. This it's is like, your, it's your craft. It's like giving a carpenter a, a faulty hammer. Yeah. Like a hammer, no head on it. Mm-hmm. What the fuck good does that do him? Nothing. You're just gonna have to. To deal. Yeah. Playing down a man, Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> Got to overcome adversity. Anthony Colangelo, uh, you will hear from him a little bit later. Australian, believe it or not. Yes. I fucking wish I had a chance to ask him about his fucking backstory. Dude, we're, we're going to have him on again. All right, because I want to know how the fuck does Anthony Colangelo end up in Australia and sound 100% Australian? <laughs> like, he's 100% Australian. Well, how like does this. Anthony Colangelo end up in America sounding 100% you know, American English. Does he, though? Yes. Hey, forget about it. <laughs> oh, yes. Are you fucking kidding me? What? You fucking kidding me right now? Those guys speak English? Okay, my bad. Is that how Italians speak in Italy? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I Molto guess. bene. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we're Anthony's going to be on again. He's a good sport. I'm going to ask him. Yeah. What if, like, his great-great-great-grandfather was, like, kind of, like, Italian criminal or something? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean. Sure. Australia was. Australia does. all the criminals to Australia. Yeah, Australia has a very interesting past. That's so awesome. Yeah. That's why they're so fucking cool. Yeah. In the it's sports, true. In the sports rock. Although, as you'll hear in the interview, there are some things creeping in Australian culture, and, uh, and most especially Australian most football, that I was shocked to hear about. Shocked. It was disappointing. I was shocked. It kind of broke my like idyllic view of Australian rules football because I'm just so taken by like the manliness of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. There's, there's something creeping in. That- well, you know, it's interesting you say that. It's like a 40 minute interview, and sadly, it ends disappointingly because it's the final thing we bring up. But it's a great interview. We had a really good time. He writes for the Age, uh, which is a, a paper in Melbourne, and he is a big big Aussie rules guys. He's a sports writer there. And we had a great conversation with him about the sport, which I believe is just one of many interviews to come. And I know it's a simplistic thing. And like, yeah. I'm an idiot for being blown away. Right? But it's like, every time I talk, someone's like on the other side of the country, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. We're talking yeah. about, like, like, that's so fucking cool. It is cool, dude. <laughs> like, it was, it's, yeah. it's like the dumbest thing in the well, world. And right? it but... sounds so clear <laughs> too. You know? Yeah. Cause we did it over what zoom. Yeah. We just did zoom. It's like incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like, boom, you're right there. Yep. You're in, Tough fucking, acting you're in fucking Australia. Yeah. No, it was really cool. It was a really fun interview. Look forward to, uh, having you guys hear that. Cause I think you're all going to be very ecstatic, especially if you were like me and I, you know, near the scene, you bring this up in the interview, but like, I remember 
like being with my dad watching ESPN at like 7 a.m. Because I'd always get up early and he'd he'd be the, you know, he's like tag your it. It's like your morning to be up early with me. And we'd be watching like Aussie rules football <laughs> and watching awesome. watching when there's a score, the ref, you know, Coming do, out, doing, doing the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving you the 21 gun salute. So <laughs> it was awesome, man. Like that sport was always just fascinating to me. Yeah. So to like to talk to a dude who's like that close to it, huh? It's like a dream. I watched like a decent amount of it. There's a couple of Americans who play. We should get one on. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched a decent amount of it as a kid. Yeah. Like, not like religiously, but it was on quite a bit on sure. ESPN or yeah. ESPN2 for a while. So, yeah, because those. Again, I was into those, it. I've always liked it. It's an awesome sport. It wasn't it's like the 20. Awesome. Right. Back then, it wasn't the 24 hours of LeBron. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. LeBron. <laughs> just whoever it is. Or like, remember when ESPN moved, Sports Center moved their set to LA so they could just have Kobe on every night? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like permanently put Scott Van like, Pelt out there, right? right yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Wherever. It's like, who's our hippest guy? It's uh, SVP. No, SVP's still on the East Coast. Oh, he is. I thought yes. he was. I thought he was the West. I think Coast he guy. does that show from Connecticut. Oh, he does. You know who they? No, I, I always thought he was out in LA. No, actually, they That's sent how much out. I watch they ESPN. sent out the dorks. They sent out like that Stan Verrett dude and Neil. Who really? is that Neil guy? He's been around forever. Yes. Like the only two guys that won't get laid in L.A. <laughs> Maybe that's why they sent him out there. Like, when you guys are going to, like, show Stay up focused, to work. Not develop a drug habit the first day. <laughs> and interview Kobe See, I always thought day. SVP was out. That's uh, that's how much I watch fucking sport, you know, ESPN. That's true. You know, everyone swears by that SVP show. I've probably seen it once or twice. I've and seen, it's like, nothing against two I just minutes don't watch... of it after Monday Night Football. Yeah. Like, if I forgot to change the channel. I'll catch his bad beat segments, like on on Twitter or something like that. Those are always Is fun. Is that gambling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, and those are fun. But, yeah, I don't, I don't – I just – man, anyways, going away from what's going on. So, again, we're going to go to that interview here in a bit. But, we, I mean, we have to start with what the hell happened in this country this week and what has happened in this country over the last year and how everyone's an asshole and how it's the most it's also like the most I told you so situation in the history of the world. What is just this entire year and how oh. it's ending, yeah, it's like funny. how this is ending. It's the most I told you so for anyone oh, well, who's yeah. on the outside I mean, looking at how everyone has just been the biggest powder keg here ever. We've been talking about this on the podcast for how long that like the 24 hour day rage machine was eventually going to lead to like armed like, you know, conflict on the streets. That's exactly what happened. And the most predictable thing in the world, I said this a while back on the podcast, it's amazing to me to watch the richest people in the world use the poorest, most gullible, most disenfranchised people in the world to literally fight a street war for them on their behalf. It's fucking unreal. And and I and I called out Tucker Carlson, who I think does a really good job, but both sides have been egging on the other side to shoot each other for like a year and a half now. Like, the left is egging on the riots earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And then the, the fucking lunatics on the right were like, buy your guns, defend yourself, get ready to defend yourself, you live in a big city, buy a gun. Because, like, if someone harasses you at the restaurant, you should shoot them, right? I mean, that's the fucking, that's the, the environment or the, that, that they've created, and they've been pushing this on both sides. So, like, I'm just surprised there wasn't, like, I'm surprised, like, a Tifa didn't show up with, like, guns, and there wasn't just a full-fledged fucking civil war on the front lawn. I'm serious. Like, it was way less bad than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's actually it's an interesting point that you bring up that it thank God it was not that because that would have been just an absolute heinous, heinously awful situation. But I I'm just it was fascinating to see just <laughs> what what transpired at the Capitol. It was just amazing. And, and the whole dynamic absolutely amazing. All of it, right? Yeah. So you've had the media egging on looting and rioting for forever, right? Mm-hmm. 
And extremism always breeds more extremism. So if you if you have that, if you're pushing an extreme you know point of view on one side, an equally extreme or more extreme view on the other side is going to emerge, right? And you can argue the chicken and the egg thing here all you want. You want to say this crazy left rose because of the Trumpsters? That's fine. Whatever you want to say, it's fine with me because at the end of the day, we have two super radicalized fucking groups sure. of people. Most yeah. of us are not anywhere near any of this, right? Most of us are in the middle of like, what the fuck is going on here? And I wonder, like, when we take back control of the country. Like, and, and the fact that the media... Well, I mean, we're vastly underrepresented. And because, again, we're not when, when all no. you see on television are the far right and the far left extremes, that's then all of a sudden everyone tells you, well, that's what the, what the that's truly what that side represents. And clearly it's not. But, I mean, obviously that's, that's what's going to be told to you time and time and time again. You're just going to continue to be underrepresented. It's and by I'm, the way, Javier, yeah. just quickly... You know, this whole idea, and you and I joke about it all the time, like what the hell is could a third party ever look like in this country? Well, now the guy that tried to incite that insurrection wants to be that third party candidate. Yeah. So that might continue on, and that's just a fucking nightmare. Well, and I think you'll have a loony... I, I think you're going to get like two or three out of these, because I think you're going to yeah. get the Trump fucking whatever they're going to call themselves, probably libertarians. Patriots. Uh, so they're going to be that, right. <laughs> We're going to be the Patriot Party. The Patriot Party. Yeah. Then you're going to have some far left party that, you know, the AOCs of the world and people left of her, uh, far left of her, I think mm-hmm. are going to try and get going with Bernie. I think you got those two. You got the Bernie The Bros, Bernie Party. You got the fucking Trump assholes. Yep. The two worst manifestations of our politics. And then you're going to have like Republicans and Democrats maybe in the middle sort of acting responsibly again. I don't know. but Maybe, or or having no idea how to control their lunatic friends. Yeah, or they completely disappear yeah. and it just turns into this insanity. But that's on the people because I said this during the, you know, during the, uh, the primaries when they were going to choose who the president was going to be, mm-hmm. and the fact that Tulsi was like a non-candidate, like left off the stage, like no one would take that seriously – Tells you how pathetic our politics are because she's easily the best candidate. Whether or not you necessarily agree with the politics, like she's totally genuine, right? And and her views are, I think most people, if they if they were willing to relent a little, could look at most of the things she says and says, you know, yeah, that's not, you know, that's not so crazy, right? So the fact that like she's like just a complete non-factor just tells you how completely ridiculous this all is. I mean, Joe Biden's most is. As bad a person and as corrupt as Trump, they're, they're the same fucking guy. They've been the same guy for fucking 50 years, right? And these are the assholes that we're choosing between. And again, it's getting back, because that's the political sort of aftermath of this, but getting back to, like, how this affects people, you've had you've had this insanity going on for over a year now. And mm-hmm. when you have, when you have, you know, when you have extremism, you get more. And then when you have different criteria for different people, like, you can't talk about unity and hold two, like, and hold uh, different groups to completely different standards, right? Because everyone's right. What happened to the Capitol was domestic terrorism. It was awful. It was the worst, one of the worst things we've seen. But so is every other fucking riot that's taking place until then. And, <laughs> right. and so unless you treat all these events for what they are, then you're going to get more of this because you continue to polarize people and continue to anger people. And I honestly think, and I've said this for a long time on this podcast, I think this is all intentional. I think this is I think this is a proxy war set up by billionaires on either side that are fighting for control of not just the country but the world, and that this is all you know we're all being used as sort of a puppet, puppet experiment. Well, I think this was I proxy think, war. I mean, I mean that I mean, was kind of the exact example of what you saw, or prime example of what you saw the other day. I mean, Trump basically said, "Let's go." Right. And exactly. You know who didn't go with all of them? Trump. 
Right. Yeah, he course. wasn't there. They never do. Right. Exactly. The despot asshole leaders, mm-hmm. you know, they're never on the front lines. Right. They send other people to die for them. So, and, I mean, again, it's a prime example of what you're talking about. Right. Is, and is we, what you're asking, you know, the, the rich or I mean, the rich is asking, you know, the poor, the 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 downtrodden to essentially do their bidding. Right. Like, who do you think has been in chop for the, you know, in Seattle and Portland riding for all this? These aren't people that like are, are doing well. Right. These are the most vulnerable people in society. They're being mm-hmm. used by these by these billionaire entities to carry out their dirty work. It's yep. fucking It's disgusting. It's a, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen and it's it's really pathetic and I just don't I don't know why regular people haven't yet sort of you know sort of taken this back to mm-hmm. some degree. You know. Let me tell you my my favorite part though. My favorite part of that day was the 2 hours after when Congress and Senate opened back up and every single politician told the exact same story <laughs> about what democracy is. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. I know. We get it, guys. We all get it. And it's not way, like any of you are going to be any different in telling this story. And by story. the way, democracy is also armed rebellion, but not when it's armed rebellion on the behest of billionaire assholes on both sides. So, you know, people, it's funny to see, like, Cuomo uh, defending rioters and looters up until this point, saying, when, since when are protesters supposed to be polite? And then, right, then now these people are oh, domestic sure. terrorist yeah. Nazis, right? So yeah. if you don't have, and supposedly media is supposed to be watching out for the people, if you don't have the media as a watchdog for politicians, because being a watchdog for one party doesn't make you a watchdog for politicians. It just makes you a watchdog for one party. Sure. And then you let the other politicians do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. That is not healthy for America. It's not healthy for people. So, uh, you know, I still, I'm still amazed at like how irresponsible like our news journalists are. It's it's incredible. And you know, Trump's an asshole and he's a bad guy. And everything people say about him is true. He's right about one thing though. Like the media has not looked out for the American people. It just hasn't. I mean, and so now I, I don't understand how you can make the argument that like. All these things are getting better, and that you know people are doing their job. Meanwhile, society's devolving at the rate it's devolving at. I, I mean, think they're trying. You can't to, have both well, arguments at the same time. Again, it's this whole—it's the whole idea of we're going to look after the American people the way that we believe they need to be looked after, or the people we believe that need to be looked after. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah one, I guess, one can go in with it, with with the other, and and so that's. I guess the easiest way to say that's fucked up, and uh, clearly the most unethical way of of you know trying to either tell a story you know report on a story or report on whatever is out there so yeah i mean that that is that's a massive problem i mean everyone's failed us every every single every single function of government has failed us uh the the media world has failed us tech has failed us everyone has failed us and in short if we all you know if, if people want to argue about at the levels of, of of responsibility, fucking I don't care. Right. The bottom line is for all of us who are stuck in the middle, the the radical middle, <laughs> every single person has failed us throughout COVID, throughout this, uh, you know, probably going back, you know, fucking however many years, Javier, you could probably, what, 10 years? <laughs> it's not just one administration that has, you know, where this has gone. This has been a long 
long spiral to where we are. And, of course, the media has been just an absolute fucking nightmare for years. I think the last six to eight years has been accelerated, though. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's just it's been an an abject failure by everyone who is supposed to be looking out for your best interests. It just has been. and, And it sucks. And it absolutely sucks to sit there and see where it has gone and and it just yeah i mean this is well, just another horrible example right. of what's going on well and also all the good you think you're doing when you don't when you're not honest about what's going on you're not honest about both sides you want to do everything good you think you're doing so you want to expose trump for being a fucking you know pariah go for it sure because he is yeah but then don't fucking cover for joe biden who's equally as disgusting like, if you stand for something, stand for something. Go after Biden and get someone in the White House who's a reasonably decent human being. And that's why I can't stand this shit, because the hypocrisy on both sides. I mean, to see the right's reaction to these riots and the things people are saying on Twitter are literally exactly the things that were making me vomit that the left was saying about the riots for yes. fucking eight months before this. Because they're no then, different. They, they are no different. Right, they aren't. And then the left is saying the things yep. the right was saying about the previous riots in this case and so, like, none of you stand for anything. You only stand for your side, and that's tribalism. And tribalism is fucked up. I mean, that's – you want to talk about, like, we're, we're so hung up on racism in this country and, mm-hmm. and all these things that, that, you know, are so, like, hard to really define and capture, right? Like, anyone can say we're going to end racism. This is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my life. No, you're not, first of all. And secondly, it's the most, like – like, I'm going to fucking save the world. Okay, how? Well, right? It's the, whole, so, it's the world peace argument. Right. So it's it's just absurd, yeah. right? So instead of, like, focusing on things that, like, might actually help us, we get into all these sort of theoretical bullshit things, and we completely ignore the things that are actually the problem, which is, like, 99% of people in Washington are complete pieces of shit. <laughs> right. You know? And so, and then yet, you have the we meet- continue to vote them in year in and year yeah, out. Yeah, and he's starting to see that change a little, and there's more interesting people, but... The other problem is you're getting more radicalized people in there, mm-hmm. too, because, like, you get the AOCs and you get the AOCs on the right. You got that chick that wants to carry Glock in the fucking Congress every day. <laughs> By the way, where, where was she yesterday with her fucking Glock, right? So that's the shit that, like— Going to get it? Yeah. Th- that's not good for us. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we'll see what happens here. But the fact is the news media is supposed to have our backs. They're supposed to protect us. And when you let one party run amok and do whatever the fuck they want— and you incite, you know, you incite violence and hatred against another party. This is what you get. And this has been the most predictable thing in the world. The only thing that saved us, and this is the other part of, of some of these arguments that piss me off. The only thing that saved us is that we're not El Salvador. The only reason people got into the capital is because our police don't shoot people in mass when there's a fucking protest, right? They put up with it. The only reason Seattle, the only reason when Seattle's not dead is because we put up with it as a society, right? P- push comes to shoves. Really, since like we had the Kent State massacre and shit, but we've evolved to the point where we don't typically gun down on our people in the street in mass, right? Like we we choose not to do that. We don't even use like rubber bullets m- most of the time. I know we did recently, I think, in a couple events, but they used all that if, stuff the other day. And, as a yeah. kid, yeah, as a kid in Europe, tear gas and rubber bullets were fucking commonplace. Like that shit happened all the time, right? Mm. So there's still plenty of tear gas and pepper spray. Yeah, there is. So, uh, but the reason they got into capital is because you didn't have people them. Armed soldiers and M16s mowing people down yesterday, right? So, uh, well, and they weren't ready. No, they weren't ready, but they yeah. weren't going to mow people down with M16s no. anyway. No, 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 it no, just no. wasn't going to happen. No. And then you have, and then the other scenario, which I thought was going to happen, I thought you were going to have a full fledged like people shooting each other, civil war in front of the fucking Capitol building, and 
You know, at the end of the day, I think we're just just barely civilized to, to still avoid shit like that, but not by much. Well, but Antifa was there, how? That's what isn't that the conspiracy? Is that that was actually Antifa some Antifa dressed? people were there because there were a couple who were like identified, but this was a right riot. I mean. Oh, I th- <laughs> It wasn't that I think that's what like right radio was saying is that it was an Antifa there was like one or two dudes there was they? one like leader of BLM Antifa who actually Anderson Cooper had on the news who was at who was at See, the Anderson Cooper ripping people going to Olive Garden really why I don't know because he's an elitist oh just making fun of people to go to Olive Garden I think he was say, I think he was like saying that when the when the uh, rioters were leaving, that they're going back to Olive Garden or something like that. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, they are such prick. elitist douchebags, right? I'm sorry, we don't all eat at like $300 plate white tablecloth restaurants right. every night, you fucking douchebag. I mean, I do, but that's besides the point. Yeah. That's besides the point. So anyway, it's just sad to see this all happen exactly the way we all thought it would. And by the way, I think it might get worse. Well, it might, and that's why what scares me the most is that, I mean, listen... Because like that, that, Javier, there was I mean, there were all of our as as much as we criticize them, they are our representatives, and they have to be they have to be secure. And that building was broken into while all of our senators and representatives were in session. Like that shit can't happen. Or it's great if it does. Honestly, I mean, <laughs> like you want someone you want roll the grenade in there? We fucking had to start over. You think that'd be the worst thing in the world? I mean, come on, man. Like, but I'm just looking at it from like a. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but from a serious perspective, like there needs to be like I don't care who the president is. Like, but what do you do you, if a bunch of unarmed I don't people storm the Capitol? You kill them. You kill them. Oh, come on! You're the first one that gets so mad every time someone gets shot by a policeman. It's not you're gonna, true at all. You're like, going to tell me you said you want to live in a society where police never shoot people, and you're going to tell me that that's armed not true at all. Not when it co- not when it comes to like the security of this. This is the security of our country, How though, Javier. These are people really? who the vice president was in there. Okay, but he has. Well, you're a, he has you're a okay with them? Detail. Just there's no way Pence is walking around with no one around and protecting him. He's in a secure room. I mean, they're not going to take. Fucking pants. So you want okay? So you want to live in a country where these no. idiots could have uh, just taken guys hostage? Like all of a sudden I, you see Mitch McConnell like being held hostage. I don't. But to the point you've made many times, I'd also don't want to live in a country where if it's one, unarmed people are rushing the capital, that uh, we have police just open fire on. Well, them. what do you want them to do? Just let them go? Oh yeah, go get them, guys. Well, I mean, then you I mean, get that your was... shields and you and you, you get a safe room for the fucking Congress people. And you know what? Maybe you govern in a way which that shit doesn't happen. Well, sure, but maybe, it's, maybe, maybe yes, it's on I, them a little bit. I, I don't know. I agree make, there, I but like, I don't know what argument. you want me to. I don't know what you want to do. You make the argument that the the police should never shoot anybody. You don't. You want I don't make the, the argument that police should never shoot. I say you, it should always be a last resort. You've made that argument. I mean, if you're pre- like Javier, I don't. I don't know what you're supposed to do. I mean, Trump himself says you should get at least ten years if you if you ride into a uh, sure into a governmental property. Great. Then everyone that breaks in gets ten years. Right. That's but how you how, deal with it. How do you know? So you should just let them go so in and, and say hello to cool, Mitch McConnell. You're literally cool with our am, U.S. soldiers opening fire on a crowd of unarmed civilians? I am okay with protecting our representatives. That is, that is insane. Really? What do you want them to do, Javier? You're, I'm asking you. All right. If you don't, so if you don't, you put them in shoot, jail. Do you, do? you pull them in jail once they storm the building. But there's so many safeguards in that building. They all. I mean, it's not like Nancy Pelosi who's sitting in her office waiting for them to show up. I mean. They're all protected. They have safe rooms to go to. No one got hurt. Did any congressperson get hurt? No. no of course not, because they're all protected. They're all fucking no. have safe rooms and shit. So, no, I don't want to live in a country where the U.S. Army is fucking opening fire on unarmed civilians. That's insane. 
Yeah, see, that's my problem. Is I just that's I, totally I don't, we can't live in a country where it's just perfectly for okay for those assholes. It's perfectly okay serious? for the Capitol to be broken into or the White House. You think they just you th- you don't think they shoot at the White House? If you jump over the fence at the White House, they can shoot to kill, but yeah. rarely do. Guys jumped over the sure they have. They've jumped yep. over many times and they haven't killed people. They so. have killed other people though. Sure, yeah. And I don't care and, who's and honestly, in the Honestly, Javier, I don't care who's in the White House. It could be, the you person, the fence it could be Donald and, Trump in there, and I hate him. They better shoot the person if, who gets close to him. If you jump the fence at the White House, you get shot. That's, for, I mean, that's, that's you're, being an, you're being an idiot. Well, you're right? being an idiot storming the capital of now, our country. You're saying that mass unrest, because this is one, take it out of the scenario of Trump. You're saying that the, if the citizens revolt, that they're mad enough, they're angry enough, they're, they're pissed off enough at our leadership to revolt, that you're okay with the U.S. government Opening fire on people to protect to quell- the U.S. government. Yeah. Yes. What if they're wrong? Like, what do you mean? Like, what if they're so, wrong? So, so, you don't believe that like the 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 populace should be able to revolt against their against their government if they think their government is gone awry? That's the whole foundation of our country. Wait. So you're just okay with open rebellion, just being allowed to do what they do? If 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 it's merited, and look, if they storm- but it's not merited, Hob. That's what I'm saying. If it's but it truly might be merited, in the future, you're saying your policy is to shoot and kill on sight, like. It's not my policy. I'm just saying, what's a better option? A million options. Arrest the people that break into the Capitol. Whisk the centers off to their safe houses like they did this time. That's the better alternative. You guys tell me you think the country would be better off You're today. not embarrassed by the other of day? Like You're perfectly okay with the cops just opening things up and letting people go and storm I'm the Capitol? I'm not saying they That's should pathetic. do that. I'm not saying they should do that either. But I'm, but I'm, but if there were 200 dead bodies on the steps of Capitol today, what yeah, do you, no, I would what have do you pro- think America would yes. be like today? Obviously, I would have a massive problem with that. It would be even worse. I get that, and I understand. I'm not trying to say that the cops. I'm just simply saying there's got to be some better safeguard than what we had the other day. We can't just have... A, a mass riot just walk yeah, right get, into the Capitol. You get police with shields and tear gas and non-lethal. Where, and where were? Force. Why weren't they there? I'm not. They should have been. They why? Were, I'm not. I'm not defending anything that the government or that anything about Trump. But I'm just saying. You said that they should have fucking armed guards are shooting people. That's insane. I think if that's it's like a, that I, is fascism, Danks. I mean, that's what that is. Fine. Well, let me re, let me step let me step it back and say as a last resort because I didn't truly mean like once there, they start coming what, at you outside, you start shooting. What resort? What was like? At what like, dude, point? You at can't, what point you, would you open fire on a fucking crowd of unarmed people? You can't have a you can't have a senator being taken hostage. You can't. No, you can't. But you they can't. have safeguards inside the building sure, so that sure. doesn't happen. Yes. You don't yeah. have to mow down three hundred people. Fe- and it's yeah. on. And it's. I, and I, agree. I agree. And it's on the U.S. government to yeah. figure that out so they don't have to mow totally. down three hundred yes, people. Yes, this is a U.S. I'm not saying. So, I'm not saying it's a. So they, they I'm not handle, saying it's a rioter problem. I'm saying it's a U.S. government. They didn't problem. handle yesterday well. That's fine, but. You know, they shot one. They shot and killed one person. Yeah, no, it's low. It's a low number. It's and good. I, and and I, three other people. And died. I think people are horrified by that. They should be right. Yes. So imagine if there was three hundred dead right. bodies on and the a, steps of yeah, the fucking Capitol think, building. Was it one police officer died and two other people died of like heart conditions? I think so. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> It's like this motherfucker won't walk to the mailbox to get his paper, but he's I at mean, the fucking Trump rally. Right? I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's some truth there. <laughs> of course, there is. But. I, yeah, and again, let, if you go to one of these things... Let me walk something back, because okay. I don't want to sound like I'm a fascist. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm just simply saying, we. I don't want to live in a country where we're going to have basically like Mitch McConnell's head on a pike. Yeah, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, if they deserve it, why not? But he doesn't we, deserve but it. we are revolutionaries, like, No one right? deserves that. Not one person running the country deserves to have their head on a pike. Not yet. We're getting there. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> so yeah, and by the way, that and I don't and I don't mean like happen, and though. I don't mean like unless someone goes to like sure. Mr. McConnell's house or yeah. breaks in or and something. And I don't mean like happen, once though. they get to the door, like start shooting. I just meant like, hey, listen, we couldn't get to a safe house. We need to protect the senator. We need. I'm perfectly okay with those people being protected, so they're not taken. Yeah, I mean, unless if, I don't, if you're in a kill yeah. or kill, be that's what situation, I mean. Yeah. Of course, but you know, I mean. I don't mean to start should, mowing people down because have, you're right. I mean that that would be horrible. I, be I get horrifying. that. Yes, they yeah. should. They should, and I think do have though like safeguards in place. Like if that yeah. shit happens, you know. But honestly, I think the people, and in this case, the people are assholes, right? But mm-hmm. but both you have a lot of very unhappy people in the country. You do, yeah. you know, and so that is the function of a government failure, right? Absolutely. So. Yeah. This so is a government. Should the government failure. be held yeah. accountable for their failures? Yes. And I wish the far right and the far left would get together and be like, we're all mad at the same people, mm-hmm. you know, and channel their efforts in the right direction because we're fighting each instead, other. Instead, they'll just try to kill each other. Right. Because we're fighting yeah. each other instead of fighting the assholes that are causing all this, right? So, um, look, we were built on revolution. We are a revolution state. That's how we came to be. And if the people want to revolt, they should. Now, I'm not saying yes. But people should be able to revolt, absolutely, yeah. but they they have to also maintain law and order, especially the, and especially from the side coming from the side of law and order. Oh, of course, yeah. those people are assholes, and yeah. Trump's an asshole. But most people, and again, I'll and I said this, but I'll, I'm be, I'll, you, I'll be consistent. You would have had the same thing, but the be, other way. Well, had, that's had what Trump I was going to say. One re-election, oh, you would have had the left yeah. fucking storm the cabinet. But and, and so, I'll say I this mean, to be consistent. I said the same thing. Most people, I believe, on both sides that are protesting want to do it the right way, and I think there's just assholes. Yeah, but it's fundamentally being driven by lunatics, though, Danks. Of course. Sides, you know? Yes, of so course. I'm just simply saying. Some regular people no, but what I'm like, saying is you're totally okay to be mad about whatever you're going to be mad about. You want to be mad about the election? Sure. If you if you think there's something you want to look oh, into, sure. it's yeah. investigative. I don't care. That's perfectly yeah, fine. And a lot of people are like that. I know people who are like that. But and and the same same thing. If if whatever your idea ideological might be on the left side or the right side, most people you can have your thought, and most people are kind of normal. It's these assholes, though. That are lunatic fringe, that that unfortunately are gaining too yeah, much power. They're driving the whole conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's right. absurd, right? Yep. And then like mainstream, and it becomes generalized, and then, right? Then there's like yeah. the mainstream, like like LeBron James' statement the other day about America, the America KK, a like, dude, you make like fifty million dollars a year. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, are you serious? And you know, like, and I, and the National Guard, and so again, like, like deal with things honestly. The National Guard was pulled out of Portland and Seattle. Mm-hmm. They ride. They're, they rioted last night in fucking Portland. I know. So, like, be honest. Don't don't inflame the it's situation even, it's, further it's not even a, by pretending like, that. Do you think there's even a major? Do you think there's even a major news uh, news organization that's even covering what's going on in Portland or Seattle? No, it's just like yeah. Andy. Uh, <laughs> Andy no. Dude. Andy no <laughs> is like the only guy out there, and he's covering right. it. But yeah. But he's covering it, and yeah. it's happening. But I don't even right? think. I don't even but think. Don't care. I don't even think like Fox talks about it. No, nobody yeah. does. Yeah. So, um, but at least like be like. Let's have for once three minutes of honesty. If you had three minutes of honesty from both sides, you'd have a lot of common ground. You'd fix some shit. Sure. But you got LeBron James out there flaming this like racial discord that honestly, for the most part in America, the people that aren't out there fucking protesting doesn't exist. Most people aren't racist. Most people are not racist. I'm going to be brave and say this publicly. Most people in this country are not racist. Some are, and that sucks, and there are always going to be some racist people, but everyone's racist. If you go by this show and go by what you've said about me, 50% of this show alone is racist. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Um, 
You know, most so you know again. Most people are not fucking racist. Most people are, yeah. Most people, I think, are generally want to be good to one another. Most people yeah. are not in this fucking ridiculous yeah. bullshit character of a fucking society that you paint every day. So, I mean, the race Hob, obsession, I can say the this, race obsession's amazing. I know this is like, going to be controversial, but the people I hang out with, not racist. Right. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. So you know, and honestly, if every hundred people I meet, I might meet like. Like, two people, I'm like, fuck, that guy's, like, a, kind of a racist. <laughs> hey, that's 98 that aren't. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, and there's always, it all, and by the way, every religion, every race, every fucking everybody on the planet is racist. So fucking, mm. you know, but also. And, and everyone's hated. And everyone has someone that hates them, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, there's no honesty. There's no nothing that sucks. And I, get, I wonder if Tulsi gets, like, some serious, some serious push next time. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, don't I know. think her message would resonate with yeah. most people. I like her. She's like, I'm pro-gay. I'm going to have to figure like, out. I'm, I'm pro-gay rights, but I don't think dudes should pretend they're women and, like, win powerlifting competitions. Like, yeah. It's pretty, like, that's reasonable shit, right? I mean. Yeah, I'm going to have to figure out who to vote for because I'm pretty sure Donald Trump's going to be the libertarian candidate, and that's not going to happen. I got to change parties. <laughs> yeah. Yo, well, I am unaffiliated. No, you know I am independent. It'll probably be a paid. You're right. It probably won't be libertarian because they probably don't want them. Well, yeah. they might want. Them. They kind of fucking love them. But... Dude, that's the thing. They, yeah, there's a lot of people who like them. <laughs> but you might go with like the Patriot Party, mm-hmm. the Trump, or just the Trump Party. The Patriot Trump Party. <laughs> I could see him going Patriot Party. <laughs> Patriot Party. <laughs> Can't you? Yes, of course I could. Do you think Shaft changed the name of the team if he does? <laughs> They're woke now. Don't forget. I didn't even think about that aspect of the Patriot name. That's another one for you. See, everything's coming up you. <laughs> it would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> fucking Trump starts the Patriot Party and Chef has to rename the because fucking you, team. You know all he would do is bring up the Patriots and Bob Kraft and I'd all this like, shit. Like, hey, we're going to win just like the Patriots. Wait, I named this after my best friend Bob Kraft. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing. You guys are like the Boston. You guys are like the New England fucking crabs or something next year. He said that people are holding rallies outside the stadium. Like, yeah, Patriots knew. The, could you imagine the Patriots like have incredible sales in all these red states? Yeah, right. <laughs> fucking you go. Yeah, like you said, you go to you go to Gillette. And it's all fucking trucks with like huge Trump, Trump flags, flags and shit, like Confederate flags. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. <laughs> she happened to be fucking mortified. <laughs> Belichick would be like, hey, I'm just trying to win games, guys. Belichick it really doesn't matter what the name of our right, yeah. like, whatever. Why don't we just name the Bill Belichick? So yeah. <laughs> That's right. Kraft, Kraft's going to change the team name, but like he, what he forgot is one night drunk, he told Belichick if he ever changed the name, it would be to Bill Belichick, so he just keeps it Patriots and just deals with the just Trump. Just lives aspect. with it? Yeah. It's like, fuck it, it's not worth it. He's like, he'll never, he'll never be the Belichicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think it's a good. Is that a good point to uh, move on? Yeah, 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 again, I mean, this is all fucking bullshit. We've talked about it forever. Yeah, man. yeah. So. I was almost rooting for, like, a full-fledged war. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it takes the extreme. The, the tr- No, but, I mean, in all seriousness, sometimes it takes, like, yeah, the extreme happened, I think, to ma- have mass change. I, I think America would be like, you know what? Fuck you, fucking CNN. Fuck you, Fox. Fuck you, Biden. Fuck you, Trump. Fuck you, all you fucking assholes. We're fucking, we're starting over. Seriously, man, I miss like the American people should demand a recall of the election and demand two. I miss like the '92 election between George Bush and Bill Clinton. I know, right? That was fun. And I can't stand any Bush or Clinton anymore. Like I'm so done with those families. But well, 
Older George was a really good person. No, I know. I'm, I just, yeah. and I, I don't even mean like, and, and listen, but Bell's I thought. like a pedophile rapist. Right. And Hillary's and, a, a killer. And, right. And George W. Like is w. a fucking moron. And, right. So it's, you know. yeah, it's just so, I'm, and, it, and they're just political families. Right. Like it's, it's everything. Families, it's yeah. everything that our founding fathers hated, basically. Until yeah, some Right. Yeah. yeah was that, American right. Royalty, yeah. And so. But my God, what I wouldn't give for just a Clinton versus Bush election right now. Right. Like, what'd you give for, like, Tulsi Mitch next time around or, or something? <laughs> Tulsi and Cocaine Mitch. Like, it's going to be like Tom Cotton. <laughs> you know what? This might have saved us, though, from Kardashian versus fucking, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. Mark Cuban. Right. Mark Cuban versus, <laughs> versus Kim Kardashian. For, and it wouldn't even be the presidency. would be like, for chairman of the world. Like, yeah, that's, right. that's how much we're going to devolve. Exactly. Right, it's fucking idiocracy. It's what it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I'd I take mean, Terry Crews as our president, though. I would, too. He seems like a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does. In real life, he seems like he's, like, the nicest guy in Hollywood. Yeah, and he's, yeah. like, super centered, too. Yes. Like, he's not, like, a political nut job in either direction. No. He's, like, no. you're all a bunch of assholes. Like, yep. You're yeah, right. like, both sides hate him. Yeah. It's awesome. Means both sides hate you. Know you're doing means it right. you're something doing right. Yeah. Means you're something. Wow, I'll tell you what thing I didn't sentence structure that right. You know, but the one thing I will say is um, Trump is as bad a person as everyone thought he was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He he definitely proved that. Yeah, the thing that, and listen, not like I was surprised by anything, but the thing that really struck me is that Mike Pence basically had to be our president. Well, the problem with all this too is, and we talk about, and we'll move on, but. Trump moving on to, he had his, like, Napoleonic moment, right? Where, mm-hmm. like, he was this powerful overlord and mobilized all these people on his behalf. I bet you he felt like, it's probably the highest high he's ever That's had. That's probably true, yeah. And so he's, he's like, now going to have this, like, even more insane mentality of, like, creating, like, a cult-like following. Mm-hmm. He's going to be more dangerous. I mean, he won't have his finger on the button, which helps, but... Yeah, thank God. The weird thing is, too, like, if you take away all the bullshit, like, he's a very effective president in a lot of ways. From an economic standpoint, Economic, sure. and yeah. look at the piece of the Middle East and yep. shit that, you know, yep. like, a normal... If a normal human being had been president, I think, you know, would have... Yeah. ...been looked at pretty, it, you know, with, with a lot of... Of uh, course, yeah. But he's such a, you know, a, a, he's a, a psychopath. He's that, an absolute fucking psycho. That, you know, yeah. th- th- that shit doesn't matter. And, he, and I'm telling you, like... I could see like him looking like envisioning like like legions of troopers and shit, you know, like under his fucking mm-hmm. direction, right, so to speak. <laughs> I got that, yeah, the first time. <laughs> Anyways, let's talk some Australian rules football. Best fucking sport in the world. That's how we're gonna segue it. Yeah. Let's segue it with a commercial. Well, second best sport in the world. Thank you so much. The NFL, to, that's true. Uh, thank you so much to Main Man Flavors, by the way, for yeah, I got fucking coming on. Uh, MainManFlavors.com, MainManFlavors.com. Great relishes, great hot sauces, all made here in the great state of Maine. Congratulations to our buddy Benny, by the way, for your Browns finally making the playoffs as well. And everyone should celebrate it by going to MainManFlavors.com. That's right. Go get your hot sauces, relishes. Good Maine boys from not quite the county, but just south. Just yeah, south. They'll knock yeah. it. It's cold enough, though. They, they get the street cred. Northern Maine to me. That's right. They get the street cred. So, uh, so 
and I gotta get back. I, gotta, I haven't talked. I have Benny and I have meant to get together like seven times. This hasn't happened. So get it together, man. Yeah, I know. Get it together. We'll get it together. All right. Here's Anthony. So we've been watching Australian Rules Football on YouTube TV, and we've been watching the finals, uh, which I think have already happened, but they're being aired on YouTube. So as a kid, Australian Rules Football is always on ESPN2 around here, and I always used to love the sport as a kid. These guys run around beating the ever-living shit out of each other, and <laughs> it's like really athletic, cool-looking sport. And then and we didn't get to see it for a long time. It kind of disappeared from the national consciousness, at least here, and ESPN stopped showing it. And then we ran across it on YouTube. And, I, I mean, we love the sport. We're both huge NFL fans. Like, we love the NFL. Yeah. We, we're obsessed with it, right? We, we cover it every day on our show. But I watched this sport, and, like, I love everything about it. Like, the physicality is amazing. The, the athleticism is incredible. I'm still trying to figure out all the rules, and the field looks like it's the biggest playing field I've ever seen <laughs> in any sport. But, uh, you know, just the passion that the, the country seems to have for the sport. And, like, I could picture myself sitting there on, like, a Sunday like I do watching the NFL for 12 hours straight and watching this for 12 hours straight. I mean, we just love it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I love I love my soccer. I love my basketball, my cricket. Uh, you know, I love watching baseball but and a lot of other sports. But you always come back to Australian rules football as the one that's, the, that's most entertaining. It's the one growing up as someone in Melbourne here in Victoria – um, which is Australian rules football's heartland. Um, it's it's yeah, it's like a religion. It's um, it's quite hard to describe. And we we don't. I mean, we understand that it's like crazy athleticism. It's really tough. Um, it's really entertaining. But because it's not played on the world stage, we never really think it. Like not many people actually think about it in a global context. Like compared to NFL, for example, or compared to um soccer or sure. compared to other sports so we, we don't and so hearing it from you guys it's a yeah it reminds me that it is something special and something so unique because a lot of the time for us it's just like yeah this is what it is and um i mean we, we got a lot of the same problems as what you guys might have with concussion and stuff now um given how given how rough it's always been and kind of trying to get that out of the sport but you know, and there's a lot, there's, I don't know if you guys pick up on the debate around the look of the game at the moment, the scoring's gone down and, you know, we like seeing a lot of goals, a lot of, a lot of points scored. So that's a big debate at the moment, but even still it's when you get a good game, um, it's massively entertaining and um, yeah, it's, it's, it still kind of blows my mind that, um, people in america will randomly stay on like you guys saw it on youtube and um that yeah it's awesome it's awesome so, so i was reading a little bit and it's interesting because the game kind of sounds like it's regionalized a little bit you know depending on yeah. where you are like you said in victoria it sounds like it's 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 incredible and that's the roots of it so is it not is it really not a, a national game well, it is now. So in 19, I think it was 89, um, the AFL began. So it went from the Victorian Football League to the Australian Football League. So we um, allowed teams from South Australia, oh, okay. from Western Australia and New South Wales to come in. But if you're talking about the heartland, it's Victoria. Then it's also the main sport in Western Australia and South Australia. And then New South Wales and Queensland are into rugby. That's their main sport. But there's also now 
teams in those states and the popularity there has been rising over the past 20, 30 years. And so if you put it all together, all the states that really love Australian rules football, it is, you know, it is the most popular sport here when it comes when it comes to um, cumulative TV ratings, when it comes to kind of fans and members of clubs, um, when it comes to media coverage, um, and also like media TV rights deals and stuff like that, it yep. gets the most money. So yeah, I mean, people will debate which sport you know is the most popular in Australia, but it's in terms of clout and in terms of you know the money that it brings in it's the afl um but yeah it was started it was started in victoria you know when if we're going back to the history of it like back in the 1850s early 1800s you know the english came here and they brought rugby um they bought cricket and then rugby kind of around the 1850s developed into australian rules football there's still debate about where it comes from um some people think that it might be derived from kind of Gaelic football, which I play in Ireland. Some people think it might be derived from a um, game that Indigenous Australians played called Man Grook. So, I mean, that's debated, but it was a guy called Tom Wills, basically, who in the 1850s wrote up the rules and kind of, it, it looked a lot different from what it is now. There were more people playing. The field was even bigger, if you can believe that. Wow. Um, <laughs> and yeah, now it's developed into this sport where, you know, our main stadium, the MCG, has 100,000 people here in Victoria and it'll get filled out for the biggest games of the year. So um, certainly in Melbourne, it's like, you know, nothing is bigger. Everything, as a sports journalist, like everything is dwarfed in Melbourne by, by Australian rules football massively. You know, we have a similar dynamic here, obviously, with the with the National Football League, and obviously the NBA is huge, uh, Major League Baseball is huge, but in America, or, or in the United States anyway, uh, the NFL does dominate. I mean, it's still, uh, in many ways, sort of captures the, the heart and soul uh, of this country in a lot of ways. And I feel like yeah. Australian rules football feels like that. And obviously, you know, I'm not from there, so this is an outsider's perspective looking in. But if there's anything that's ever screamed Australia, like the, the spirit and the heart of what the Australian people are and what they're about and uh, all of it, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly, the physicality, the, the toughness, the will to win, the, the competitiveness, all of that stuff. It just feels like Australia, the Australian people's soul is sort of in this game, and we have that dynamic here. It's sort of a blended dynamic where the NFL has that, and then college football certainly has that here too, where you have yeah. where it's you know literally to the point of religion. So, uh, you know, it's it certainly the game certainly exudes that, even for people living, you know, half a world away. That the the spirit of the Australian people definitely comes through in your sport. Yeah, well, it's out. You know, it's ours. It's it's not played anywhere else. I mean, people in New South Wales and Queensland would probably hate to admit that that, it, that <laughs> and they would hate to hear you say that because um, you know it's not their number one sport. But you know, the way the numbers say that um, it's king and it's the one, and it, and it is. It's because, like I said, because it's ours, because it's unique to us. We take a lot of pride in it. You know, when and when you know, friend, I mean, not at the moment because our borders are closed. When friends come in from overseas. I've got I've got cousins that live in Canada, for example, and I've actually got cousins in from New York as well. And when they've come over, you take them to a game of Australian yeah. rules football, and it's like this, it's this funny moment where, um, you know, they've seen it before on TV, but there's nothing quite like being there and seeing the way the crowd interacts with it and learning all the rules. It's 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 pretty funny, um, yeah, and it's nothing nothing like they've seen before. So, 
kind of explain what it's like. Is it is it similar okay. to it, it? Would it be closer to like an NFL or a college football, which is kind of just like a huge tailgate party, or is it closer to like an EPL match where no beers allowed at seats and you party outside the stadium? Oh man, it's in between. We don't have we don't have a big um, in Australian rules football. There isn't a big culture of tailgating. Oh okay. So yep. When I've been I've been to you know, America and seen tailgating. And I think, man, this would be so cool if we had that here. It would be, it would be, it would just be like awesome. But I mean, if you look at our, so one thing that American football has, like every club has their own stadium, right? Whereas here in Melbourne, most games are played at two stadiums and clubs share tenancy of those grounds. So it's a bit like England where you have like the MCG, for example, there's a lot of pubs in the suburb around, where the ground is. So you'll go to a pub um, near the ground before a game, have a few beers with your mates, maybe have dinner and then head to the game. And then once you're there, it's not like soccer. And I reckon, I think from what I've seen of American football uh, crowds, you guys are a bit more coordinated in the way that you support. It's um, you're allowed beers at your seats. So people do get drunk. People get rowdy, Um, (laughs) but there's not much coordination. Oh, okay. In terms, yeah. um, in terms of the way it's supported, it's kind of like there's certain things like there's what you know when you you might have seen watching. There's one rule we have called holding the ball, where a player has the ball and they get tackled, and the whole crowd will kind of shout, um, "Holding the ball!" Yeah, mm-hmm. together. That's kind of one thing. But other than that, there's not much coordination. Um, fans from op- opposing teams all sit together. So I mean, the fact that um, you know we have the MCG which can have two teams from Melbourne playing. They don't segregate fans, which is different, which is good and bad. Like I've been, I follow um, Swansea City over in England or Wales because i got family there and I've been to away games mm-hmm. where you're just with the away fans. And like, yes, that's problematic because if you put the fans together, they'd probably beat each other up, but also it's awesome. And it's one of the great things, um, one of the great things that I enjoy. So it's, yeah, it's, it's seen as family friendly in that, you know, um, I will, or I don't do it personally, but a lot of people will go to the games with their friends who support the other teams. Um, and it's like this, I don't know, you have like this weird kind of banter <laughs> with each other, which I don't like. I, I like just going with my mates and my family and we all go for the same team. And that's like our, that's like our ritual. But um, yeah, it's family friendly. It's not very coordinated. We don't tailgate. It would be great if we did. But, you know, going to the pub before the game's pretty cool as well. Yeah, supporting local business, never a bad thing. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, how big is the field? I mean, TV just looks huge. Uh, how much – is it bigger? I know it's an oval, so it's a little hard to conceptualize, but is it is yeah. it much bigger than a soccer field? Yeah, it's a lot bigger than a soccer field. Um, if you think of, like, uh, I don't know if you know many soccer stadiums like in Europe when they have mm. the, the soccer field in the middle then the athletics track yeah, around yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like if you take off the – if you just have that whole field, like that's how big it is. Wow. Um, so it's about – I think it's – they're about 100 – the MCG is about 160 metres long and I want to say like 130, 40 metres wide. Oh, wow. I don't know what that is in yards, but – yeah, it's quite big. You can basically fit a soccer field in the middle or an American football field in the middle, I guess. Yeah, easily. And you'd be yeah. able to yeah, you'd yeah. be able to fit an athletics track around the outside as well. Um it's gotta be like three hundred like yards or something, right? I mean 
yeah, well, it's, yeah, 160 meters long. Is that about 300 yards? I don't know. Yeah, I have to figure that out. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think a meter and a yard, they're pretty close together. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, because yeah. we have like, there's two 50 meter zones, like 50 meter arcs at the end of right. the field. Yeah. So that's 100. And then in the middle, there's another, yeah, it's about 160. Yeah. So it's yeah. massive. It's huge. And you have, you know, all the, all the fields have kind of different dimensions. They're not all exactly the same. Like that's some cool. are really yeah. long, some are really wide. Oh, that's cool. Um, oh. Some, some are much shorter. So, you, you know, you'll have teams that do have their own stadiums, like the interstate teams or the non-Victorian teams. They kind of tweak their game plan subtly to suit um, their fields because some are longer, some are wider. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. But, um, yeah, the, 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 the length of, or the size of the field has like lent itself to, I mean, it used to be that anybody could play football. Like you could have, you have, you know, bigger guys, smaller guys, taller guys, shorter guys because of the way it was played. But now it's leaning, the way it's being played, it's leaning itself more to like athletes who are just, who can just run all day, um, run up and down the field. Cause we used to, I don't know if this makes sense, but we would used to have like our forwards would stay at one end of the field. Right. And wait for the ball to come down. Yeah, it's like but lacrosse. Now, yeah, lacrosse is like. And that. now everyone's yeah, running sure. the whole field. Yeah. So now everyone yeah, just now plays like, everywhere. Now right? it's like yeah. a bit of yeah. Now it's like a bit of a rolling mall where yeah the players you know the the last line of defense and your highest forward would maybe only be separated by like eighty meters or 50, 60 meters, whereas like you know twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, you'd have your last line of defense and you've highest forward would be the length of the field apart from each other oh wow so um the game's changing in that respect well it's like all sports right bigger faster stronger we're seeing yeah. that we're seeing the homogenization of some of some sports here like basketball, basketball everyone's absolutely. like six ten, right everyone's yeah. the same size yeah. and you're seeing that really across all sports what about in in aussie rules who's the what's like the glamour position who's the guy that scores all the goals who's the guy that is making the most money. What what's that? What's the what's that position, and how would you describe it? Yeah, so traditionally it would have been the full forward. So the guy who is closest to the goal, who kind of commands that forward fifty zone. He plays one on one with his closest defender, and the the ascent the the object of the game is to get the ball to that guy, to get him marking the ball and shooting at goal as close as possible. And, you know, there were, there were guys like Tony Lockett, Jason Dunstall, Matthew Lloyd, these guys who would kick, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 goals a game quite regularly. Whereas now, because like I explained before, the field's getting smaller, there are less of these big forwards who stay close to goal and um, less, it's, it's, it's not as much, the idea is not as much to just, have these guys kicking the goals. It's we want a broader kind of spread of plays to kick the goals. So really now midfielders have become the um, the glamour players, the guys who touch the ball the most, who kick the ball the most, who are powerful, who so in congestion, when there's a lot of players around, they can kind of one be calm with the ball and clear that congestion. Two have the strength to stand up in tackles and not be kind of tackled to the ground three 
um, have the ability to kick accurately to their teammates when there is a lot of chaos around them. So, I mean, midfielders in football are similar to midfielders in soccer, I would say, where their main, um, their main, I guess you, well, yeah, their main, trying to explain the best here. Yeah, their main kind of objective is to get the ball out of the contested part of the ground mm-hmm. and get it forward. Gotcha. Yep. But I mean, but they're also expected to defend. They're also expected to tackle. Um, kind of, I guess kind of like a, you know, like a point guard in basketball, maybe be creative, um, run the play kind of thing. Um, they're the main guys, but I mean, so like I said, we're having less and less of these big forwards who stay close to goal and kick all the goals. There's still a couple around, but even they kick less goals. It's like now if you kick five goals, it's a lot. Whereas back 20 years ago, if you kicked 10 or 11 goals, it was considered a lot. Um, And now to kick 10 goals in a game is like unheard of. Whereas (laughs) it used to happen, you know, quite regularly. Like players would kick 100 goals in a season. Now it's kind of like 50, 60 goals in a season is considered um, is considered really good. So, yeah, it's the, the midfielders get a lot of the attention, but if you have a forward who can kick a lot of goals, your team's going to be quite good and you are going to be really popular and you're going to make a lot of money. You know, it's interesting that what you say because American sports went through all that. Um, you know, like I mentioned in basketball, it you know, went through a, a long period where – uh, scoring was way down. Uh, it happened in hockey too. Really, in a lot of these sports where the analytics and the videotape and all this stuff sort of started taking over the spirit of the game. And it sounds like it's really interesting to hear you talk about your sport in a similar way because, again, us watching it once, you know, uh, or, or watching these matches we haven't seen in a long time, there's no way we would notice something like that, right? And obviously, we have no point of comparison, right. but. Yep. It's something that like American sports definitely went through. I mean, you know, the National Hockey League, I don't know how much hockey you guys watch down there, but they went through a long period where they fundamentally had to change the rules and, and really change the way the game was played to get offense back in the game because of the sort of leap in technology and the leap in thought and everything else that went into these sports, especially as the money's gotten bigger, there's more at stake, yeah. there's more energy put into it, right? So things evolve much more quickly. It's interesting to hear you say that and you know how rigid is the the sort because this happened in American sports too where like the the traditionalists were very rigid it took a long time to to change the game in a way that that would allow scoring to return is that something you guys are dealing with where like the old guard is doesn't want to see a lot of rules changes but you you can see that they might be necessary to get the sport back to being a little more offensively oriented a little more uh, entertaining yeah it's a real mix because the old guard here want more scoring. They want to get back to a time where, you know, there were players who were kicking a hundred goals in a season. Um, teams scored over a hundred points every game. They want to get back to that. And they hate the way football is now um, where it's very defense based. And like I said, that the players are bunched up on the field rather than spread out. Having said that, there are a lot of rule changes that the AFL, who's the governing body, uh, are bringing in, and they've been bringing in over the past five, six, seven, eight years to try and increase scoring, and none of that's worked. And now we're kind of at a point where even the traditionalists are sick of the rule changes, and it's hard to see 
what rule changes are going to work. And really, I don't know what it ended up coming down to in hockey, for example, or any of the American sports where they wanted to increase scoring. But like the ones who can change it are the coaches. Um, and I totally understand why coaches coach the way they do. They want to have like really solid defenses. They don't want to concede a lot of points and they want to just play a certain way to win. They don't care how the game looks. Um, you know, TV ratings are still up. Crowds are still up. They're still getting their money. So their job and what they're judged on is winning and not really. I mean, there are some coaches who who prefer the aesthetic side of the game and want to play attacking football, but like most of them don't. So like, so in 2008, 2007, we had a, we had a coach called Alistair Clarkson who brought, essentially brought, brought in zones to football, to AFL football, Australian rules. I mean, zones were like a foreign concept. The way that it was, the, the game was played was everyone had a player. Like it was, it's called man on man. So there's 22 players on each side and each player just played on a man. It was like a bunch of one-on-one contests around the field. Then we went to this zoning thing where you had like a zone shuffling up and down the ground and it became really difficult to move the ball from your defense to your attack. And that's still the case now. Like if to be a good team, you've got to be able to move the ball from defense to attack really well. But it's so hard to do because these these teams have these really um, robust defensive zones that are hard to, to get through. And to legislate against that would be, that would be difficult. Like to say, you know, to, to bring in rules where you can only have a certain amount of players in a certain part of the field. We don't want to do that. So we're kind of tinkering at the edges. We're trying to get, we have a, um, uh, what do you call it? Substitute, uh, sorry, interchange system, not substitution. So you can, you can make as many changes as you want. And the AFL are trying to restrict that because I think if players get more tired, oh, yeah, yep. there'll be less ability for these zones to hold up and the game sure. will become more open. That necessarily doesn't work. So, yeah, I feel like we're in the middle of it at the moment, trying to work out how to change everything. And I don't know if if we've even looked at American sports. Maybe that would be a good thing. I'm not sure what hockey did to um to free up scoring. What 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 was what was done there? Really, they took out some. There were some old rules that that really dated back to almost the turn of the uh, the the 20th century where. You couldn't pass the puck over two lines, which is an archaic rule, like I said, that went back wow. like 80 years. They got rid of that. And, and, and they got rid of all the sort of the clutching and grabbing and, and that kind of stuff uh, to speed the game up. But it sounds like in your sport, in some ways, the faster the game is uh, or or the less the less variation there is between guys, the, the harder it is for people to get away. So I don't know if it would necessarily work, but in hockey specifically – they took out some archaic rules of that nature, and then they 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 took away all the impediments to, to fast guys being able to skate fast, right? And you got yeah. s- some smaller players in the league now that you know speed was speed was was accentuated, and the physicality was really taken back. And you mentioned the concussion stuff. I mean, you know how Americans are; everything gets blown way out of proportion, no matter what it is. And so all mm. of that became a big center focus for some of these sports and. A lot of the a lot of the rules actually were were precipitated by trying to reduce the concussion. So it was really a reduction in the physicality of really all American sports. The NFL is not as physical as it used to be. The NHL is not as physical as it used to be. Basketball is a joke when it comes to physicality now, and uh, it just it just they basically took a lot of the physicality out of the, a lot of the American sports. 
Yeah, I mean, our physicality is reduced as well. I'm not sure that it is going to lead to more scoring. It's more for the concussion stuff and right. the look of the game. So, you know, parents will still want their kids to play football as opposed to going and playing something else where they might not be at risk of getting concussions. But, yeah, like I said, I, I really think uh, the only thing that's going to change it, the scoring for us, is either if the coaches come together and decide that they need to do something to make the game more higher scoring or if they bring in rules where, you know. Yeah, like you guys could outlaw the zone or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, would they consider yeah, out? Because, yeah, like, in, like in the NBA, they outlawed yeah, the out zone that. defense yeah. uh, for for the same reasons because scoring plummeted. It was like you like you can't stand under the ring for a certain amount of time, right? Right, Things like that. Yeah, right, you yeah. have to yeah, be yeah. you have to be basically making an effort to guard a singular right. player at least. You have sort to make of. it look good. It's yeah, to some degree. Yeah, to some <laughs> yeah, to some extent. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's where we're going. It might take a long time to get there because not a lot of people want to have rules on where players can stand. Like one of the things, like I, how I spoke about before, the distance between the defensive player and the forward player shrinking, like one of the thought processes is, well, let's just say you have to have six players from each team in the four, in the in the forward 50 part of the ground, so the 50 metres closest to goal, and they're not allowed to leave that area. I mean, that would fix it straight away, yeah. but no one really wants to do that now. I mean, that might come in later, but... Um, but having said that, like this is the thing; it still looks good. Like you guys watch it, oh, it's awesome, incredibly entertaining. We loved it. Love it. Yeah. yeah, we loved yeah. it. We thought it was the most exciting yeah. thing ever. And so. honestly, I thought I, it felt like scoring to me. Is like, yeah. wow, it's plenty to me. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem so, like. Yeah, yeah. it's surprising it to hear you say it's low scoring, yeah. right? Because it didn't Agreed. seem low. We used scoring. to like. Yeah, well, we used to like you know games that would be 130 points to 120 oh, okay. points, yeah. and now, now that never happens. Now it's you know. 60 to 70 kind of thing sure. and everyone or a lot of people are complaining but young people still love the footy they still go to it you That's know awesome. they they like the tactical battle and the you know the ability for players to need to pick their way out of zones and um it's just i guess some people don't they want it to go back to how it was so it's yeah it's a, it's an interesting you know battle who knows where it ends up but like I said, it still looks good. A lot of people still watch it. It still raises eyebrows overseas, like with you guys. So um, it's just, yeah, it's just like existential, <laughs> you know. And they're, they're, they're spooked by the fact that you know, video, you know, esports is rising, video games, um, you know, soccer is really popular from a partition sta- participation standpoint in Australia, cricket. So they're just kind of trying to protect their patch, which I get. Anthony, are you good on time? I know I said about 20 minutes. We're already over that. Are you okay? Yeah, we can go another 10. Oh, okay, cool. Because, you know, one thing that we've, we've discussed before is, and I don't know in a non-COVID year what, what the season is, and, and I'm, I'm, you can certainly fill, fill us in what, what the season length is and when it is, but if, if there was a game that was about, I don't, I don't know if it, it had started essentially noon your time or whatever the case might be, which essentially like a Wednesday or a Thursday night in America yeah. on primetime ESPN, like 7 p.m. I think it would do so well on TV over here if there was a game a week. Uh, you know, I, I guess it would be – it sounds like – and I believe most games are probably at night uh, than, than during the day. I have no idea. But 
honestly, what do you think that you think that could be done? Where if, if one of these networks over here essentially did what NBC did when they just decided to buy up the EPL, and and now that league is is huge in America, you just like a game of the week on on ESPN or ESPN two, something major here in America once a week. Um, maybe. I mean, there are people that push for it here, and they want AFL to go global, and they want it to be played you know, a lot more in Europe and they want it to be really popular in America. I, I, I'm of the view that I don't think it, you know, I'd, I'd like to think it would be popular enough for a American TV channel to buy the rights and show it, at, you know, at, a, at an attractive time in America, the same way the EPL is. And, but I just don't, I just don't think it'll happen. I mean, yeah, I think if it, if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. Yeah, I th- it's an Australian game, um, and those in charge of the game should just worry about it being good in Australia and good for Australians. Um, you know, and if there's people overseas that enjoy it and want to watch it, you know, they can. Hopefully, it'll be on TV in some shape or form in the future. But I don't really, you know, comparing it with soccer, I think um, it's, yeah, I don't think it's it's never going to be as popular as soccer. It's never going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it would have to be for it to, um, for it to have that, you know, TV deal in America. Ma- you know, maybe, ma- maybe, but I, I don't know whether it's something that we need to, you know, we, we're trying to get through the COVID kind of financial upheaval at the moment we got to get through that. There's a lot of problems at grassroots. There's enough competition in Australia already for sure. the sport going forward. I think we need to focus on that. Um, yeah, it's Fair cool enough. that it's shown. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I just, I just, I think I, I don't. Th- and and I, I guess I maybe I didn't question or, or you know where where did that question the way I wanted to because I don't, I don't necessarily mean I shouldn't have said like it from a soccer level. I just think that. Especially over here, we love our like everything fast and and quick. And if is it is it like a ten week season, twelve week season? Uh, twenty two. Twenty two week season. Five. Yeah. So yeah. if there were like just twenty two weeks, just once a week, where you know you'd get like a fun niche following in America, and 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 I certainly don't mean that in any disrespect. I mean it from just a. I think you would find that this really cool, unique, fun, like trendy thing to follow in America that. You know, maybe you would have a, a fun following where you'd get, you know, more, even, even more, you know, gosh, people traveling to go to games or whatever the case might be. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Yeah, that would work for yeah. sure. I, I don't see why, yeah, an American network couldn't have show one game, you know, the best game of the week, whatever time. I, I can't work out time zones at the moment, but, you know, whatever I can't that either, is. I, I, I obviously can't. So <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the, sorry, what are we? We're, we're 20 to 12 here. So uh, we're we seven. Yeah, we're seven forty in you know, and we're East Coast, so we're you know we're in New York, New York, Washington D.C. time zone. So this is the big one, right? So we we have games like two p.m., four p.m., and seven p.m. That's kind of around the time that games start each mm-hmm. week. So you'd probably want to. I don't know which one would work best. The but two p.m. There's always going to be. You could do the two p.m. There's always going to be a game one. Yeah, it's like a ten o'clock start East Coast, but West Coast. That's seven o'clock. Like that's. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. All right, I've got, what, which, go ahead. which game used to be on? You said it was on ESPN. Which 
was it a it was a replay, wasn't it? It was a replay of the finals semifinals. It was on YouTube. <laughs> it was on YouTube, and we watched a bunch of games. It was though. on YouTube TV. It was on. It was on like. You, it was like yeah. G Long. One of the games was G Long and someone, and then uh, it was all. It was the top four teams because it was the. It was the. It was, it was the, the semifinals finals. and then the finals. Yeah. yeah. Been, uh, it would have been Geelong, like, Brisbane, Brisbane, and Richmond, yeah. Port, Port Adelaide, yeah, Port Adelaide, Adelaide. Yeah, PA. Yeah, PA, PA, yeah. So yeah. those are the, yeah, those were the two games we watched. That were cracking games, especially the the Richmond Port Adelaide game was was a cracker. That was um, that was the one that came down to yeah. the like the final play, right? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. at the end, right yeah. at the end. It's incredible. There, I mean, you watched, you know, you watched the two <laughs> probably <laughs> two best games of the season. Now we need um, to find the most boring game and see if we still like. Yeah, it. well, right. we can we can find you boring ones to watch. Don't worry about that. There's, there's, that that happens. <laughs> Let me ask you. But, about, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. go. Well, I was going to ask you about the ball itself. It, it looks similar to a, a, you know an American football. It's got laces like ours does too. Uh, you know, we have stripes on the end, sort of towards the tip, but it looks like you know the same shape and size more or less. Do you have any idea how it compares? I think it's a bit bigger than American football, the ones that I've held. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about a rugby ball. It's kind of in between an American football and a rugby ball. Okay. It does, oh, okay. It's not pointy like the American football. So you guys, the ends are really pointy. Ours are a bit more rounded. Yeah. Um, and it's made out of pure leather. Your American football is made out of pure leather? Pig are they skin. kind of synthetic as well? It's a pig skin. Well, now it's synthetic, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so ours are, ours are made out of kangaroo leather, actually. Yeah, I see that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they have this um, – they're, they're beautiful when they're kicked in. Then when they get wet, they have this, like, amazing smell. They're really they're really cool to kick. But they're, they're probably – they're bigger than American footballs. Um probably a bit heavier as well uh and yeah less pointy so when I've, i'm trying to think of when i've i think it's easy to kick an american football further okay. than it would be an afl football i think but i i mean the, the american footballs i might have held might have been not full size that's the other thing hmm. so but it, yeah it the, looks bigger it looks yeah. a little bigger on tv are you a sharon or a burley guy or an ash guy how do you know that He's clearly looking at a screen. Miracle of the internet. <laughs> you gotta be. You gotta be Sharon. You gotta be. Okay, Sharon. that's Sharon's cool. The one. Okay, that's the ball. That's actually. Right. Sharon's the one they use, and it's like the you know it's the the legit one. It's the one they've been using forever. Burl, I think Burley they use in like some of the local leagues, and they're fine. But um, yeah, there's nothing better than a. <laughs> there's nothing better than a fresh Sharon. That's, out of the packet. That's I great. love it. That's great. I love and the passion you have for this sport. Yeah, I love awesome. it because. I am exactly the same way about the NFL. I love <laughs> yeah. the NFL. I, I can feel that love that you have for this sport. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, before we before we let you go, for all the new fans out there, who's who's the best team to cheer for? Uh, well, I'm a Collingwood supporter, so I'm uh, I'm biased. Collingwood are uh, like the oh, I don't know what the NFL comparison would be, but they're the they're the they're the most supported team. They've got the most supporters, but they're kind of like the most hated. Steelers um, or Dallas, yeah, they, Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they've like so we make so the way it works, you you play the regular season, then you have the final series, and it gets to the grand final. Yep, we make the grand final a lot, but we always lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so that sucks. I don't know. Is there is there a team like that in the NFL? There's been a few. Buffalo yeah. Bills certainly have yeah, that right. moniker. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh. it's 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 painful to follow this team. 
Um, so when's the last time? So it's like the it's like the cursed team. I love it. So have you ever have they ever won the championship? Yeah, in 2010. Oh, okay. So you do you do have some success. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, when you weigh it up with the amount of grand finals we make, it's not proportionate <laughs> at all. So like, I'm I'm 29, and I've seen us lose 2002, 2003, 2011, <laughs> 2018, and we also drew in 2020. 2010 which means we had to have a replay but we ended up winning the replay so i've essentially seen us lose five times in 30 years which is like which is a lot when you compare that to other teams and then only win once so um you'd rather get there than not get there wait so if it's a if it's a torturous if it's a draw you play an entirely new game uh yeah so they've changed the rules they changed the rules to that five years ago but up until five years ago if the grand just the grand final, yeah, if the grand yeah. final is a draw, you come back next week and you play again. And that had only happened once previously in like nineteen seventy something. It was Collingwood as well. That's awesome. Um, so like we were there. I remember being at the game. This is before I worked in sports journalism. I was just there as a fan with my friends. It's a hundred thousand people. I was eighteen at the time, so like it was the center of my universe for Collingwood to get in a grand final. And to win, and the game finishes a draw, and <laughs> just, it was man, it was like the weirdest. The place was silent. Yeah, I, I was four of my friends. We all just walked in separate directions, oh, and no. we're like zombies. We're like what? Yeah, like what awful. just happened? Yeah. But we came back. We won the next week. So you know, all's well that ends well. But that's right. Yeah, they changed that, which is such a shame. Um, they've now it's like uh, extra times. So you play five minutes of extra time. And whoever's in front, and we're actually lucky because if we had applied five minutes extra time, we would have lost that game. So, <laughs> um, we're you know we're lucky it went how it did. All right, last thing I want to ask you is we we have to go, but I, I want to ask you this: um, the world is plagued with instant replay in all their sports, including soccer, which is absolutely <laughs> yeah. brutal. I hate everything about it. It's absolutely infiltrated all our sports at nauseum. I mean, we we in every one of our sports we have mm. endless replay breaks. Uh, to to you know discern if the the ball minusculely went out of the, the field of play, it doesn't seem like you guys have that many rules. Certainly not that many like rules where you're gonna like get a penalty or anything. It didn't look like there was any replay of any kind. Is that true? There's goal line. Oh okay. Um, oh, right. there's there's like a goal line replay. Yeah. But but the the thing about it is the technology <laughs> isn't good enough. So. Sometimes it works, sometimes, <laughs> it, sometimes it doesn't work. And there's just all these instances. Of, I mean, it's pretty hard. The posts are really high. Um, it's hard to get, you know, you can't, right. I don't know where I start with this. But it, anyway, the, the, the technology is just not good enough. Because like one of the things is if somebody, if you, if I was, if I kick the ball, but you touch it as it comes off my boot and then it goes through the goals, it's not six points, it's one point. But having a camera pick up a minuscule touch, right? like your hand shaving the ball mm-hmm. as it's been kicked really fast, 20 meters away from the goal, like that is so hard to see. So are you guys uh, you know, reviewing our, that? Are you guys reviewing that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really? started reviewing that now. See, oh, that's awful. Because so, yeah, like, yeah. who cares, right? That's not the spirit of the game. Like, do you like that? Are you guys, like, is this a big no, topic we, for I you mean, guys? Or? It's, it's, so it's good when it's obvious and it's obviously right. been touched yeah. and it's like, okay, that's good. But there's ones that are 
quite ambiguous mm-hmm. and the camera quality is not good enough. So, you know, that's why it feels kind of arbitrary oh. and it feels like I'm so sad. It, I'm, sometimes it doesn't. I'm so sad to hear this because I really thought this was like the last place in the world where we weren't <laughs> dealing, like where men were still men and instant replay didn't matter, right? It was like, it was okay if a fingernail touched the ball because at the end of the day, you're a man and you're going to survive. <laughs> yeah, there would have been, so like, you know, before this came in, there would have been so many goals that were, what they should just do is just, if it's touched off the boot, which is what we call it, just let it be a goal. Yep. But, um, it's too easy, yeah, that's not. That's not, that's, not, that's not what we've done, so too we're easy. trying to go another way. That's, well, that's the most disappointing yeah. thing I've heard. Well, I'm trying to think, yeah, it's funny that you guys didn't see it in those games. Well, I can't remember any like, major, you know, we're, major you know, we're and it's tough for us because we're you know we're, we have a tiny TV in our studio. We're doing the show too, so we may have just missed one or two of them. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There might not have been. There might not have, like the, some games have a lot of them. Some games have none of them. Mm, so, yeah. you, I mean, so you still get games where there's no problem. See, I'm in shock though because <laughs> I had this like idealistic view of your sport where like. Everyone was just manly, and it was fine. Like you didn't, you didn't resort to these kinds of things. No. Nah, so what happened? There was in one of the grand finals. I want to say it was like two thousand and nine, maybe. There was a goal that was kicked, and it, the ball hit the post. And so if the ball hits the post, it's a but it goes through the goal. It's still a, it's one point, not six points. Oh, okay. All right. And um, you know this ball on video replay clearly hit the post but the umpire didn't see it. And at that point, we didn't have the um, video review there's system. There's always one right. play. And every, right, there's, there's always, always one, one play. play. Here was Vinny Testaverde yeah, exactly. short of the goal line. <laughs> that was it. Yep. There's always there's that always one, one play. play. And everyone lost their minds? Really? Yeah. See? It's, I, I, I don't think it affected the outcome either. Like, that's say, what's ridiculous. That's so brutal. Yeah, that's See, so ridiculous. That is so deeply disappointing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It sucks. It, it does sucks, suck. But, it's brutal. You know, I'm glad you hate it, though. See, that's awesome that you hate it because it's brutal, right? At the end of the day, it's not worth it. Like, it's not worth to bastardize your game to catch a minuscule deflection that at the end of the day doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know how you guys watch NFL then because every time I've watched oh, it's NFL, brutal. it's like, Believe me, it's, it's more, it's more not, review than it is it can oh, be gameplay. Hard. It's it awful. Can be hard. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah it's brutal. Yeah, yeah. Even, even in the NBA, the way that they now – Oh, yeah. I don't know if you – Good about, but the way they, you know, will really slow it down to see if it's mm-hmm. a three or a two pointer. That's one that that was one that sticks out to me. That happens quite a bit. Um, or like a last touch, they'll do it for last touch, won't they? Before it goes out. Um, yeah, that is unfortunate, and we'll. we'll I guess we'll have to <laughs> leave it at that, though. <laughs> no, it's all good, dude. It was, no, it was. Believe well, me, it, this was great talking to you, Anthony. We we really appreciate it. Sorry for going so long with you there, but cool. uh, we we really do appreciate it. And where what's the best way people can find you? Because you're going to have all all kinds of new fans now. <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah. It's at Anth Colangelo on Twitter. So A N T H C O L A N G E L O. Or um, if you want to get footy news, read theage.com.au. We're the best. We're the best in Melbourne, best in Australia for your footy news. So um, dig it. Yeah, log on there. But I oh, know I've really enjoyed it as well. It's been good. I've I've been avoiding doing work, so I'm, I'm awesome. happy to go. So we're time. gonna have to have you on for like a season preview. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Yes. yes. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. Right, appreciate boy. it. Go on, you guys. Catch you later. <laughs> All right. Take care. See ya.
Once again, just want to thank Anthony for joining us here. Uh, find him on Twitter at AnthCalangelo. And next time we have him on, Javier, I might have to break out the Australian accent. Oh, you should. Yeah. yeah. And I want to ask him about his just, family history. Just ask him about golfers. Like, did, I'm like, maybe like he's got an uncle in like the Cosa Nostra or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, fucking bounced in like 1880 because <laughs> big, big Paulie Vincenzo was, was after him. We, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we're getting into territory now that um, a little too sensitive. <laughs> But I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward for people to, to hear that interview. I'm looking forward to the season. I looked it up. I believe it starts in March. That's awesome. Yes. Is it, is it on like, is, the, is there like a weekly game on YouTube or anything? I don't know about YouTube. YouTube. I think the. On that fucked up Fox Sports soccer there's and like, more channel. Yeah, because there's like Fox Sports Soccer 2 or something. Yeah, it's or like Fox Soccer Plus. Soccer? It's called Soccer Plus, I think. Is that what it is? So I think they show like soccer and rugby and Australian rules yeah. and like all, all those kind of field games. Right, probably like leagues like Portuguese League. Yeah, what if they show fucking hurling and shit too? That'd be kind of dope. See, I want you know what our next interview about weird sport has to be with someone in Scotland about hurling, because I want to ask them those questions I asked Anthony. You mean Ireland about hurling? I thought it was in Scotland. Oh, it's Irish. Oh, it's in Ireland they do it. All right, well, then in Ireland. Oh, um, if they have um, instant replay? Yeah. They I bet like they do. Instant replay and concussions. They're worried about that. They just rub dirt on it. <laughs> so Fox Soccer Plus doesn't have it listed, but that's the station we were watching it on. Okay. Well, that's too bad. Hopefully, maybe they just haven't listed it yet. Yeah. I bet you there's, a, I bet you there's an internet package you can get oh you know what i have expressed vpn hub i wonder if i can go on to like Ooh. australian espn or something and watch games or catch Ooh. games australian I'll, espn i'll have to look we into should that. ask if they had espn australian espn <laughs> Shit, that was bad <laughs> the whole time he was talking i would mute my mic and kind of like try to mimic some of the words really? he was saying yeah <laughs> That's awesome. But thanks again to Anthony. We look forward to talking to uh, some Australian rules football. We're going to we will do a preview though when the season come up comes up so that'll be fun. Kyrie Irving misses Nets game for personal reasons. Yeah, he's missed a couple now. I don't think it has to do with the I don't think it has to do with Washington. Would it surprise you? Uh for more than I'm a, too affected. Yes, for more than one game absolutely. But I don't think he's making the trip. I think it's like a family thing. But who knows? Like, re- honestly, dude, it could be like maybe he just found out the world's round and he needs like a week off to to let it set in. You never know. He's an interesting cat. Someone. Oh, I do. Oh, a big thank you. Sounds like Kyrie Irving's reason for not playing tonight's game per close source. I just didn't want to play. <laughs> well, that's a good reason, though. I mean. Who never, th- you know. I want to, this is a crazy story. Do you I don't like, know what the fuck is going on. Do you pay that guy? Dude, of course. I mean, here you're like Chris Levert's. Um, yeah, Karis Levert. I'm sorry, Karis Levert mm-hmm. said he texted us before the game. That's a personal issue for him. We support him. He's our brother. We, we went out there and, and we competed without him. So, like I said, it was a personal issue for him. So, I, dude. 
we'll see what this is about. But <laughs> but if he just didn't play and there's no accountability, this league is doomed. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. We'll see. Again, I don't know. It's very so yeah. I thought he wasn't making the trip, but. so I, yeah. I thought it was going to be more than one game, and that's why I just thought it was like a, it must be a personal thing. If it's just one game, though, that's well, going to be interesting. And Nash texted him ten minutes before the game. He said he hadn't heard from him an hour and a half. And didn't know where he was. <laughs> well, that's so. terrible. Yeah. I'm thinking the personal issues he didn't want to play. Well, Hob, like you like said, it. you're getting closer and closer to no being coach, right about yeah. him never playing in Boston with fans. True, and that there will be no coaches in the NBA in ten years. <laughs> That's they're getting close. There will be there will be no coaches. Imagine being Steve Nash and having no authority to do anything <laughs> to Kyrie because he just bounced. That's true. What the fuck you need a coach for? What the fuck is his job then? Uh, that's a good question. Oh man, Tommy Lasorda died. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Man, there's just that great picture of him yesterday. I too. know it was awesome. Ninety three. Really? What a so run. He was like 60 when I was like 10 years old. Well, yeah, dude. He was one of those old guys. You know what's funny? I bet you I bet you, I thought when I was a kid, Tommy Lasorda and Jim Leland were like the same age. Oh, maybe. They look, they look the same age. I remember one of my – I remember as a kid seeing Tommy Lasorda like on the bench at a Dodgers game while he's still managing and like really like at the end of it. And he was super fat. And he's wearing his fucking baseball uniform. And I remember his his nuts were, like, down around his fucking knees. It was crazy. Because he was, like, splayed out, like, kind of back, like, yeah. leaning back a little bit. His gut was, like, hanging out. And you could see, like, his ball sack, like, down by, like, his left knee. <laughs> it was so gross. It's like, holy shit. His balls had to be, like, I don't know, a foot and a half long oh, so at gross. that point. I mean, it was, like... And his baseball pants, right? So it's like a little tight, especially if you're old and sloppy. Mm-hmm. Fucking nuts were like literally like six inches above his left knee. And I remember being horrified. That is horrifying. It's like, Jesus, what the fuck? I'm like <laughs> 10 years old. Like, man, like my balls aren't that big. Yeah, now, oh, okay, so. Yeah, I think he might just be missing the one game. We'll see. Back to the Kyrie story. Just didn't fucking feel like. By it. the way, folks, this is this is you're getting an inside glimpse of how we get ready for the show. This is basically what we do. <laughs> just this, this story, this story, this story, this story. Right? Yeah. So, oh, let's sort his balls. Right? Yeah. We also play hockey before the show. We have to do that. So let's go play some hockey. Oh yeah, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. We good? Yeah, I think we're good. We're out of here. Happy see New you. Year, everyone. Welcome to 2021. What a show! To, what a way to start. See ya.